Welcome to Medicus, a student-run podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. Welcome back to Medicus, guys. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with my dear friend, Hedgen Yoon, who is a M3, third-year medical student at Loyola Stritch School of Medicine. Hedgen has had a tremendous amount of experience in different careers before entering medical school. And we want to talk to her today about something that she started recently, which is called the Wonder Woman Passion Project. And with that, welcome, Hedgen. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your journey to medicine? Sure. So I was in another episode prior uh, with the anatomy where I kind of hashed that out a lot. But long story short, I had a lot of different passions um, that was outside of medicine and that including performing arts that led me to gain interest in broadcast journalism, which I pursued a bit during my college years. And I worked with uh, UNICEF USA after graduation in a humanitarian space. So it seems very different, but I think they all kind of aim to tell a story of what it really means to be human. And I think that's what the heart of medicine is focused on, really bring the humanness out of um, each person and that goodness to make sure we are healing people. So that's kind of my long story in a very short nutshell. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And speaking of bringing out the humanism in everyone, why Wonder Woman? Why that title for this specific project that we'll dive into in a little bit? Absolutely. So this year, 2021, marks the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. And she has stood as a symbol of truth, justice, equality, and compassion to people from literally all backgrounds. So while she may be a fictional character, the humanitarian qualities that she possesses are very much real and embodied in those around us. So she is just my idol in many, many sense, my muse. So that's why I chose her to be the capstone of this project. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. If people are interested in following you on Instagram, they will see you in many pictures wearing a Wonder Woman costume and looking like the fierce warrior that you are. So can you talk about the Wonder Woman Passion Project, what it is, and what are its goals? Absolutely. And so I think I need to start with the background of why it started, and then I'll talk more about the goals. It makes sense more that way. So this past year, we all know COVID-19 really just was a true test of our humanity. And it was such an unprecedented time for those who are receiving their medical education. And I created the project amidst of a mentorship program. We had an M1, M3 mentor program at our school. And this year, I felt like the M1s weren't really getting the experiences they kind of signed up for. So we took a class-wide survey of the M1 students, and we actually organized a panel for them. And I just noticed a recurring theme that these preclinical students desire for shattering opportunities, mentorship, and guidance for clinical years, because we are all coming to med school, yes, to study, but we ultimately want to be in the clinical spaces and learn how to talk to patients or get a sense of what it is like to be a clinician. 
secondly, I kind of talked about that Wonder Woman being such a humanitarian character, I think that really encompasses so much of what medicine has to offer. And I think she's just a wonderful symbol of that. So I wanted to do a little bit twist on just some of the pre-med and medical uh, things that are out there. Because I think there's a lot of people who frankly could give more in-depth advice because they will have more time to kind of slash through that because third year is pretty busy. But I think in order to have a little bit of unique take on it, I wanted to do it through a humanitarian lens a little bit more than just the technicalities of things. And third, we had the infamous January 6th event at the Capitol Hill. And I just remember uh, because this was around the time that I started my project, it was an event that really uh, showed how anger can spiral down into violence, destruction, disruption, and even death. But if we channel our anger to something that is more productive to foster change, that like passion is born. And hence why we're calling it the Wonder Woman Passion Project. So it's truly a project that's inspired and unified by the humanitarian spirit of Wonder Woman. And the Wonder Woman Passion Project aims to assemble, I call it the Healers League, that empowers and mentors the next generation of healthcare team leaders and members through responsibly leveraging social media. So I use Instagram stories to often kind of showcase what a day in life of an M3 student is. And I have some questions, educational questions on there to engage the audience and kind of interact with them because I think it's one thing to show, but I also do this for the audience. So I want to know what they want to see and hear. So that's one thing I do. And I also give opportunities for people to ask questions along the way. Um, and I'm more of a speaker than a writer. So I will literally lead in voice messages. So these are a lot of the incoming M1s or the current M1s. So that I love to engage with them in that space. And I think one other important part of the project is the Wonder Wisdom series. Every so often, I think it used to be weekly. Now it's becoming more like bi-weekly, but I call it the Wonder Man and Wonder Woman of healthcare and science. I feature various people from all aspects of healthcare space because healthcare is not just doctors and nurses and pharmacists, but what about the health media reporter? What about the people who are in the science space, working with the vaccines and rolling that out, technicians. So I think there's so much to what a healthcare team looks like. And I want to be inclusive of all those people to showcase to the pre-med students too, um, that there's so many ways to go and impact change in healthcare. So those are the main aspects. So the goal is to essentially talk about the truth and justice um, of healthcare, empower and mentor. Wow, that's quite lofty goals you have set out for yourself. And that must really take a lot of your time. And I can imagine you put in a lot of effort to create this content to really facilitate mentorship for lower classmen and pre-medical students. So why do you think mentorship is so important? Absolutely. I think mentorship could really just guide people in different directions. I recently came across this book called Lincoln's Mentors. And it was so interesting because, you know, Lincoln is somebody that we all know so well. I mean, he's in our $5 bill. So I I guess once you're on a dollar, you can't, you know, be forgotten. <laughs> and there was a line from that book that kind of talked about how if Lincoln didn't have some of the mentors that he did, he might have just ended up being a small town lawyer in Illinois. But instead, because he met certain people in certain periods of his life, he's 
definitely one of the greatest presidents that we all know in history. I mean, there may be some controversies around it, but I think he's one of my personal favorite uh, presidents of all time. So all that to say that mentors could really open your eyes to a, a completely new career or opportunities. And I think especially as we are in medicine, medicine is a pretty small field too, if you think about it. You know, I think once you specialize and go into do residencies, like you're kind of with the same people, you see them often. And I think I stand on the shoulders of so many people who have taken the time to just sit down with me and ask me about what my goals and aspirations were and connecting me to the various people who can help to get me there. And I just think it's so important to pay forward, you know, because that's what it means to be human, like to have those connections. And COVID taught us that we are very physical beings who long for those connections. And so I think this was the best way I could approach in the midst of a pandemic. Everybody's on social media for the most part, especially those who are in med school right now. And those are the people I was trying to reach. So I really felt for the M1s and just the pre-meds who are really impacted by this and didn't have much guidance. So it was the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you highlighting the people that you highlight is so important because just selecting the multitude of people that are involved in not even just healthcare, but like the health of the world, right? The health of the planet. I think some pre-medical students perhaps think that there's only just this one track. Okay, I want to be in healthcare, so I'm going to be a doctor. And they don't necessarily realize that there are all these other roles that they could play that perhaps better suit their interest. And then for the individuals who are already in medical school, early first year medical students, it's really important, I think, for them to see the different specialties, especially the ones that perhaps they wouldn't typically see on their mandatory rotations. So I think that's really cool, the content that you are producing. And so how do you go about selecting the individuals to be featured in the project? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking that thoughtful question. Because I think one thing about social media, having worked in the media in the past, it's so easy to make things look glossy. And it's okay to make things look glossy. But I think there has to be some truth to what we're putting out there. And I think, especially on Instagram, it's easy to put things on when things are great and life is awesome and sunny. But we don't often see those dark moments that really can often serve as a foundation of who we become. And the purpose of this project is also to really get to the heart of medicine, but also like just like being vulnerable in many ways. And I'm really choosing people who are very resilient or have showed some degree of perseverance in the field that they're in. And a lot of these people I kind of came across through various aspects of my careers and life. But I think these are just people who are very open and generous in sharing their stories. And our very first launch was from a phenomenal woman who is a dental MBA candidate at Harvard, actually. And, you know, on that surface, based on her pedigree, like, oh, my God, she's from Harvard and she, her life must be so good. But she talks about the fact that her journey has not been easy. Although she explicitly says social media often shows it to me. And to quote her, she said, while we often shine the brightest light on the successes we have, Angela Duckworth states, nobody wants to show you the hours and the hours of becoming. They rather show you the highlight of what they've become. And 
I think that is so true. We often want to show people the pinnacle of like the highs, but I wanted people to also show the the lows. And I also wanted to have some diversity in the people that we are picking. And so I love just really speaking with people from different backgrounds. And it somehow it turned out that a lot of these people are super, super diverse background. Like one one person is, I think she was raised in Calgary, Canada, to the Kenyan Indian parents. Um, and then we have people who are immigrants and first generation, like low income students. And I think it is so important to showcase diversity in healthcare and medicine and humanitarian spaces, because we're not all the same. And I think if we can inspire that one person who is like, you know what, that person's story really resonates. And I think that's what I would define success as. If we just touch that one life, I'm very happy to hear that. Absolutely. And I think especially highlighting the struggles that people have faced on the way to becoming who they are is so important because as you know, being in medicine and medical school, you're faced with imposter syndrome basically 24-7. And the people that you look up to, you think they have it all together and have always had just like a smooth path and are thriving. And in reality, you know, to get anywhere worth getting, it takes a lot of work, right? And determination and basically blood, sweat, and tears. So yeah, I think that's a critical aspect of this project is that you are asking individuals to really share their story and be vulnerable and really be exposed to the world, right? Because this content is out there for anyone to see, which I think is just so special. So why did you choose Instagram as the medium through which to convey this information? Yes. So I thought Instagram is just so visually powerful in so many ways. And some people may disagree with this, but I think powerful visuals could really speak volumes and tell a story without having to always fully read the story. So picture worth a thousand words for a reason. And I thought Instagram was also very versatile because you could do a very really well curated stories. I know like Facebook and like Twitter kind of has that too, but I think it's a lot more interactive. And I just knew how to use that very well because there's like all these quiz features and polls and you can also leave people like voice messages and things. So I chose it for the versatility and I think it has been working out pretty well so far. So we'll see where that goes. Amazing. So what does the future hold for uh, at Doc Lady Wonder? Do you foresee utilizing social media as this educational mentorship platform as you progress in your career? Yes, I think it's interesting because I started it as an M3. So like I started off by kind of showcasing what a day in life of an M3 is. But you know, as M3 years kind of coming to a close, I also will move on with that. And and I'm okay with moving on to an M4. <laughs> and I think as I'm kind of focusing on the specialty that I'm interested in, and, and that field right now is physical medicine and rehabilitation, also known as PMNR. Not a lot of people have heard about that field, the very niche field. And I think it's such a fantastic field. And I think I could also use it as a platform to educate the clinical and pre-med students about what that field is too. And so I think education is is always going to be a big part of this project because I don't like to post for the sake of just posting, oh, look what I'm doing today. But 
I'm very intentional about what I post, and it may sometimes seems like oh everything flows. That's because I actually there, there's a lot of brain power that went in before I start posting things. So I do kind of really think about what I'm posting. I don't kind of do it rashly. I really think about okay, if I post this picture of me doing a stimulation about labor and delivery, like I better have an education purpose about that. So I really vet through how I'm telling the story of this rotation that I'm in currently, and so the feature holes well. You know, maybe as I go through residency process, maybe I can give like virtual interview tips or whatever comes our way for the next generation. So stay tuned and follow at Doc Lady Wonder. Fantastic! Yeah, PMNR is something that I hadn't heard of before you told me about it. So it's definitely something that I think you can teach a lot of people about. And I'm glad you dropped your handle so that people are able to go and follow you on Instagram. So, do you have any parting words of wisdom for pre-medical and medical students in their preclinical years? Yes, I think preclinical year is such an interesting time because you come to med school thinking, you know, now you're going to do all the doc- quote unquote doctor stuff, but then what you realize quickly is you're kind of back into the classrooms, feeling like college two hundred one almost, <laughs> and. During those time, I think we really need to build our foundation in these knowledge. And Rasa, you know this too, because you're such a big leader in in our community. But like I remember, one of my preceptors once said, you know, to, I asked him, what would it take to be a good leader, and how can I start prepping for that? You know, in my preclinical years, and they are like, you know, know your stuff really well. So because people want to follow people who know their stuff, right? And I think preclinical years is that uninterrupted. More or less depends on what you do, but you don't have other clinical obligations、uh, unless you choose to be part of that. But you really have that opportunity to have uninterrupted time of studying for the most part. I think you can really craft your schedule too. So really focus on building your knowledge base, so that once once you get out there, you'll be able to really apply. And don't be so hard on yourself too, because you're gonna forget things. I mean, I had to go through the menstrual cycle for like the fifteenth time when I was doing my OB/GYN rotation just now, and so just forgiving of yourself when you don't always remember the things because it's this medicine is hard, but it's a lifelong journey of of learning, and I think that's a big part of why a lot of people in medicine are so curious and Rasa, like your curiosity is taking you to do PhD and research, and and it's so remarkable to see people have other passions as well. So don't forget that you're more than just Your studies or the numbers that you're getting on your exams—that you are a human—and、um, making sure that it's so important to treat that human spirit、um, as you're going through your journey. So whatever that is that fuels your spirit, whether it's like running or dancing on the side or doing passion project, like there may not be a lot of time for that, but making sure you make time for that. And lastly, surround yourself with people who empower you. I can't say this enough because you are always gonna have tough time in med school. Like no matter where you go in the country, like med school is challenging. But as I learned, diamonds are carbons that went through the hardest pressure. So in order to be a diamond that kind of reflects the light onto the world, we have to go through the hard pressure, aka、um, med school. And so that being said, like you have the power and you can make the choice of who you surround yourself with. And I think it makes world of a difference when you have a supportive community who is there for you in your darkest hour, and you also spend more time with your colleagues than your own family or significant others. So having those family that you choose to be part of will carry you through any circumstances, and will you will learn how to dance on any terrain because of the people that 
lift you out. So that is my parting words. And if you have an incredible story to tell, or just a story of resilience, or just your you want to share your journey with the world, I would highly encourage you to DM me on Instagram because I would love to feature you. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing this beautiful project that you've put together and some of your journey and wisdom that you've learned along the way. Again, our listeners can follow you at Doc. D-O-C dot Lady Wonder on Instagram and see the beautiful project you've put together. Thank you so much for being on Medicus. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to MedicusPodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine. No patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Views and opinions are their own and do not represent any organization.